Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are on to week 13, the final week of the regular season. I have Ryan here. Ryan, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm good. Ready to go after my week off. Yeah, a little break. Took a little, took a little detour. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I maybe lost. You know, that might have happened. Yeah, had to, had to listen to Brendan talk a little bit of shit. <laughs> yeah, that that did happen. That did happen. All right. So as always, Ryan and I will go over the uh, week before here, the week 12 results. Um, we're going to do very quick fab. Uh, fab is pretty much done at this point of the year. Um, then we're going to break down the week 13 matchups and talk playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? So Playoffs? Playoffs? So yeah, good times. Uh, there have been no recent trades. Just a little reminder to everybody, the trade deadline is kickoff of the 1 p.m. games. So get those trades in before 1259. Um, and the league will automatically process them, obviously, as they always do. So get those done. Let's see some big ones here. And then our game pick review from uh, the season here. For myself, uh, with my lock, I'm up to 500 at 6-6. Six and six. Picked myself for the third week in a row. Got another win. Needed it. Uh, for my upset, I picked Kobe, and he lost. Poor Kobe. Um, I am 4-8 and eight on my upsets now in the year. Uh, Ryan informed me after the last podcast that I screwed up his and Rich's picks. Um, so I did fix those. For Ryan's lock of the week, he took Scott. He is eight and four on the year with his locks. And for his upset, he took Kobe as well. Um, and he is seven and five, which is pretty good for upsets. Uh, Walt Baby Love is now eight and four with his lock of the week. He picked Ryan, got a loss there. Um, and with the upsets, he is five and seven. Um, he took a loss there picking Brendan. Rich did not make his picks last week as far as the, the lock and the upset. So he's still four and three with both his lock and his upset. Um, and shout out to Rich, uh, busy week at work here, and he wasn't able to meet up with us. Uh, big loss. The guy brings a lot to the show. He's been wonderful to have on. So we miss you, Rich, um, and we'll see you next week. All right, week 12 matchups. Um, I'm going to start us off here. Uh, Sam versus Mike is the first matchup that we have. Uh, you know, Mike came in riding pretty high on this matchup, especially after his big old Thanksgiving performance from Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, we all saw him have some revisionist history regrets, though. Um, and if he had started Tyrell Adams, like he swooned in the chat, wishing he had, um, he would have won um, and, and potentially even made the playoffs. Uh, not, obviously not starting Adams cost him this game and, and maybe his season. Uh, Sam had one goal going in, and that was to spoil the playoff hope for the guy who had gotten over on him on the trade here recently. Um, and so mission accomplished here. Uh, Justin Herbert outduels Russ, and Sam's able to get the win here. Uh, Jeremy Chin with the first in, in my lifetime that I could remember, and you'll have to help me here, Ryan. Um, have you ever seen a defensive player score back-to-back -to -back touchdowns on consecutive plays? Like, I think his were both fumble sixes, but I just have never even heard of that. No, I've never. I in, in my memory, I can never think of a play or two plays in a row that that would happen. I know. I can think of many, many, many times where there's been back-to-back -back turnovers or even, you know, like a touchdown followed by a kick return, touchdown followed by a touchdown, you know, something crazy like that. But I've never seen an IDP player with back-to-back -to -back touchdowns on consecutive defensive plays. Just crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, so now Mike uh, doesn't control his destiny anymore. Um, obviously, he's going to need some help here to get in the playoffs. He has to win, first and foremost. Um, he needs one of Greg or Mike to lose, and then he needs to outscore those guys. So um, there's currently only three points deciding the five through seven seeds. So buckle up here. It's going to be good. Next matchup, Julian. He meant, Greg or, he meant Greg or Ryan, not Greg or Mike. Oh, yep, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Uh, he, he needs one of Greg or Ryan to lose. Mike does. Um, and then Mike, Greg, and Ryan are only separated by three points. All right, so 
Julian versus Kellen. You're up, Ryan. All right. So, yeah, Julian, you know, goes out and scores a pretty decent, you know, I think it's just probably under league average, 167. I don't know if you know that stat right off the top of your head, but. Go ahead. I'll look it up. So it's a decent week. And, you know, Kellen goes out and puts up 211. Like, Julian, I, I think, is just one of those guys this year that, like, his record does not reflect the team that he has. Like, he doesn't have the greatest team, um, but he does have the highest points against in the league now. Um, and, you know, Kellen, you know, gets huge games from Will Fuller, Nick Chubb. bunch of his defense went off. Um, now, now Kellen, you know, going into the playoffs, loses, loses – fuller so that's that's something big but yeah i think it's just bad luck for julian this year yeah definitely uh league average is 174 coming through through week 12 so yeah just just below league average there all right uh next matchup ryan versus greg uh greg comes out pulls greg doesn't even set his lineup and he just smacked ryan's ass <laughs> um he tried to give ryan a chance and ryan just couldn't hang uh for Ryan, obviously, he got a big week from Deshaun Watson, got 40. Um, like Ryan just said, his last week with Will Fuller. Uh, poor Deshaun Watson just can't freaking catch a break. It's just brutal for that guy. Loses New Hopkins. Now he loses Fuller for the rest of the year. He gets a terrible playoff schedule. Um, I have him in uh, League of Legends, and I'm a little bit nervous about him, but I don't really have an option. So he's in, and that's it. Um, Ryan gets Raheem Mostert back. He gets 18 touches. Um, he looked like Raheem Mostert. He looked pretty good. Uh, Jamal Adams and Jordan Poyer continue being the top defensive back duo in the HFFL. But that's really where the good ends for Ryan. Um, from his other 12 starters, his, his non-Deshaun Watson, Jamal Adams, Jordan Poyer, he got less than 80 points. That's just absolutely brutal. Uh, Ryan falls to 7-5. and five. He is 8 in points 4. He's currently the 5 seed going into this last week here. Uh, he gets Julian next week um, with his playoff life on the line. Julian is 2-10, and 10, um, but he's not exactly a slouch. Um, he is ninth in points four, so not too bad there, and he does have Derrick Henry. And, you know, for all of you fantasy footballers, listeners, uh, it's Yeti season. So that should be, uh, that should be trouble there for Ryan. Um, and then for Greg, um, I have to believe that Greg does set his lineup this week. I, I should say maybe I, I really hope that he does. Um, obviously, Tyreek comes through, saves this season, and you got to love getting 21 from your kicker. Uh, when are we going to replace these bums with an offensive flex? We need, we need to get this done. Uh, Greg does control his playoff destiny. He's a sixth seed, um, and he gets Sam next week, or this week, excuse me. Sam is five and seven, um, but he is fifth in points four. I mean, he just potentially ruined Mike's season, and now he can ruin Greg's season and save Mike's potentially. So Sam has really played a, a very pivotal part in this end of the season here, and this is why I am so big on potential points being our our playoff, or our, excuse me, our non-playoff team draft order determinant because – you know, if, if Sam, if we're going just by record, Sam's going to tank. He's going to intentionally set a lineup that's not as good, so he loses because it hurts him to win. But because potential points are all that matters, it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses being a non-playoff team, so he can set up his best lineup because it doesn't make any difference, and then he can come out here and actually, you know, be impactful at the end of the year. So that's just my soapbox there. I, I love that we have huge games coming on the line, and I know that Everybody's going to be playing their best team no matter what. So I love that. Next matchup, Brendan versus Jim. You're up, Ryan. Yeah, um, pretty good effort from Brendan uh, to pull off the upset this week. He puts up 181 points, which, as we talked about, is over league average. So seven points over league average. Um, and it just wasn't enough. You know, 
your team goes out, scores 227 in a week where you still started two of the wrong receivers. Um, you did pick your highest scoring receiver and I actually had him in your lineup this time, but then the next two receivers were both on your bench. So, and it wasn't a huge margin, but a small margin that you, you know, you could have gained points there. So, I mean, your team, the last four weeks, I think you've won four in a row now. It's, you know, you're showing up to be the force that you are um, over those four weeks. And I, if I was you, I'd definitely be excited to get into the playoffs because your team's showing out right now. Um, with the loss, Brendan's hopes are pretty much gone, um, although he can still make the playoffs. But he obviously, he's going to need a lot of help. He's going to have to outscore teams, have a lot of teams lose, and then outscore teams by, like, 70 points or something like that. So, Yeah, definitely going to be a, a tough road there for Brendan. Uh, the next matchup, Rich versus Corey. You're up again, Ryan. Yeah, so um, Rich was 76% efficient with his lineup this week. Still beats um, Trust the Process by 40. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's interesting there. All right, uh, Walt versus Kobe. Um, Walt's team showed up back against the wall, had to win to keep his season alive, had, didn't have Lamar. Comes out and has his third highest scoring week of the year. Um, he's the eighth seed at the moment. He's six and six. Um, he is going to need some help, and we'll go over that here in a bit. But I'm actually, you know, I've, I've talked about this many times. I've really given Walt the business the last decade in this league. Just just railed him at every chance I got. But I'm impressed this guy got himself to six and six. You know, it's been a good year for Walt. You know, he did trade a lot of his future assets. He's really, really all in right now to win today, to win now. So, you know, I, I hope for his sake he's able to make a move here and make some make some noise and, and get into the playoffs. Uh, but even, you know, even if he loses here and ends up six and seven, you know, it's it's the best season probably in his career. So Good, good work there, Walt. It's nice to see you competitive. Um, and then for Kobe, he did his best to play spoiler against Walt, uh, but he, uh, he unlocked an achievement that I don't think I've ever seen before. Um, he started three active starting wide receivers. <laughs> all of them were active. All of them played, and he literally got zero points from the three of them. I have never. It's, it's like the Jeremy Chin thing. I've never seen this before. It is just impressive. Um, <laughs> good work, Kobe. You really know how to pick those wide receivers. I think someone has finally passed me in the uh, inability to pick their own wide receiver. So, yikes. And then last matchup, our game of the week, Scott versus Jeff. What do you got here, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I guess I want to go back a little bit on the Kobe thing. Yeah. Um, I would say that he has passed you for, you know, the trash of the receivers. But if you look at his bench, didn't really get much out of the guys there either. So, no. it wasn't like he wasn't starting the best dudes that he had. No, that's fair. Um, all right, so Scott versus Jeff. Yeah, the battle of one versus two last week. It was the game of the week for most of us, um, but it really just wasn't much of a battle. I mean, this this shows you um, what a contender to win it all does, you know, in Scott, uh, you know, does to Jeff's team. Jeff, he he's going to need huge weeks out of Delvin and Devontae to stand chance in the playoffs, like deep into the playoffs. I just – you know, it just can't happen every single week. So um, Scott's scoring about 200 points every week now. It's just really scary um, for anybody that's going to go up against him in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. All right, to the quick reviews of our playoff seeding here. Uh, we have the locked up number one seed here goes to Scott. Uh, he has clinched it, and he has clinched number one seed and obviously has a bye there. Um, Jeff has clinched a playoff berth. He is currently in control of the bye week. 
If he wins versus Brendan, he gets the bye. If he loses and I win, I take the bye from him. So come on, Brendan, let's get this done. Um, I am the three seed. I have clinched, but like I said, I need a little bit of help here to have a shot at the bye. Uh, Kellen is the four. He has clinched and he does not have a shot at the bye. Ryan is the five currently. Uh, Fantasy Pro says that he has a 77% chance of making the playoffs. He is ahead of Greg by 0.38 points, which is insane through 12 weeks. Um, and I want to go on another little soapbox here because this is one of those things that we talked about in the offseason. If head-to-head -head was the first tiebreak and points the second tiebreak, Greg would actually be ahead of Ryan right now because Greg beat Ryan. Um, I, I really struggle to believe that Ryan deserves to be ahead of Greg because he's 0.38 points better than him on the whole season um, when he beat Ryan handily by 33 points when they played. So uh, that's really something that I really wish we would evaluate further um, in this offseason and make a change to. Um, every team plays every other team once. There's really no reason that head-to-head -head isn't our first tiebreak and points being second. Um, it would just it just seems to me to make the most sense. And then I would love Greg, that too because I beat Mike. Yeah, I mean, and there's I mean I wouldn't even be able to challenge Jeff. Jeff would have clinched the bye because Jeff beat me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even if Jeff lost and I won, you know Jeff deserves that bye week. Jeff beat me when we played. But yeah, you know, I totally but, agree. I was in favor. Yeah, me too. Um, and then Greg is the sixth seed. Fantasy Pros says he has a 75% chance of making the playoffs. And then our, our first man out here is Mike. Um, he has a 26% chance. Uh, he needs to win, and he needs to have one of Ryan and Greg or lose and outscore that team that lost. Uh, Walt is the eighth seed. Fantasy Pros says he has a 9% chance to win. Obviously, he needs to win first and foremost. He needs one of Ryan and Greg to lose, and then he needs to or outscore them and Mike by 70 points so that's that's gonna be tough um and then brendan poor brendan lost three straight nine seems high on that don't you think what's that the nine percent seems high on that I, I thought so too but listen to this so brendan who has the same record as walt and has less points than walt fantasy pro says he has a 12 percent chance i would have guessed i would have guessed walt is like two percent if that and brendan's like less than one but that's just yeah. what their little calculator says uh, so for Brendan, he needs one of Ryan and Greg to lose, obviously. And then he needs to outscore Greg, Ryan, Mike, and Walt. Um, and he's got to outscore them by 80. You know, he's a, he's a little ways back there. So I don't see it happening for Walt or for Brendan, but I am absolutely a proponent of chaos. So I would love to see just some drama. You know, maybe something coming down to that Monday or Tuesday night game where it's like the league has something to, to cheer for and root for because it would just, just be crazy. It would be fun to see. Um, so, so let's play a little game here, Ryan. Who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Who's your six? Um, honestly, so I included my picks in this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of, you know, looked at what I picked and what I think is going to happen this week and how, how I think it's all going to go about. So um, to be honest with you, um, I, I think there's going to be a little bit different. I'll even go seeds. I think Scott's going to be the one seed. Mm -hmm. um, I think Jeff's going to win this week. He's going to end up the two seed. You're going to clinch the three seed, Kellen the four. Um, and I'm going to be real with you. I don't think anything's going to change because I actually think that I picked me and Greg to both win. I honestly think that the game that's going to be the closest, um, well, this is a two-parter. I noticed that um, Sam did not pick up anybody today. So, um, and he's has some bye weeks. So if he doesn't pick anyone up, then obviously Greg's going to win that game by more. 
Um, so I'm hoping Sam does that for me. Uh, um, but I, I would think that game would be pretty close. And then mine and Julian's game will be pretty close. But um, I, I, I picked us both to win. I pretty much picked everyone to win that needs to win. And um, just me and Greg, you know, having that record is going to stay. So I think the top six stay the same. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about that when you said that I, I haven't looked at Sam's team really, um, other than just his, his starting lineup a little bit. Um, wouldn't that be like a next level troll on Mike? If he, I, I'm not saying I want this to happen because I literally just said that's why I like potential points. But it would be interesting if he didn't set a lineup and Greg wins just to be like, hey, Mike, remember that time you got over on me on this trade and you got me just roasted by the week? <laughs> Look at that, buddy. So, <laughs> I don't do that. Be Sam. like Michigan, not playing football. To yeah, exactly. Keep state out. Exactly. Exactly. Don't <laughs> do that, Sam. Pick somebody up, set your lineup. But I definitely, I feel you, Sam. I see where you're going with this. All right. So update on the 2021 draft. Uh, Corey has the 1.01 locked up. Uh, Walt's pick is the 1.02, barring a really a dramatic entry into the playoffs here. Uh, that pick is owned by Corey. Or excuse me, owned by Kobe. Uh, Kobe's pick is the 1.03. That pick is owned by Greg. Brendan's pick is the 1.04. That pick is owned by Corey. Uh, the third and fourth pick are only separated by eight potential points, so those could flip-flop. Um, and then 1.05 right now is owned by Julian. Uh, that is Julian's pick. Um, and then the five, six, and seventh pick currently at the moment are only separated by 19 potential points, so there could very well be some flip-flop happening this week. Um, we'll very quickly do just a favorite ad on a least favorite ad here for fab. So what was your favorite ad, Ryan? Uh, for me was Ola Bissy Johnson to Greg for $2. Um, he had a good week last week. Could he may have earned some more targets, even with Thielen coming back, obviously he's not going to get as much work as he did. Um, but he may earn, may have earned himself some more targets this week. Um, I, I actually had Nicholas Morrow for you. Um, and my reason there was, um, he's played 100% of the snaps three weeks in a row. He stayed at 100% with Corey Littleton coming back last week. Um, but I, I want to point out that Greg made two, you know, multiple pickups. So maybe, uh, maybe Greg is serious about setting a lineup and serious about making the playoffs here. So look at that. Uh, your least favorite right. ad of the week. Uh, so my least favorite ad was Nicholas Morrow for me. And uh, <laughs> this is solely based on the fact that I am super sad that I have to take a shot and play this guy and pick him up to get some points on D when I picked up all those linebackers and none of them turned out to be any good. Yep. Hey, man, I picked up Donald Payne for the championship last year. That worked out. You just <laughs> never know. Maybe Nicholas Morrow is your Donald Payne. Uh, my least favorite was the kicker that got picked up. We need to replace them with offensive flex. I'm just going to keep beating this horse. Uh, week 13 <laughs> matchups. Uh, Corey versus Scott. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, so um, this is actually the one game this week. Every other game has some sort of meaning, which is awesome that six out of seven games in a week has meaning in the last week of the season. Um, so this is the only game without meaning. Scott's locked into the number one. Corey's locked into the 1.01. Um, you know, the, the game's over before it starts. Scott wins. Yeah, obviously Scott wins here. Um, but I do want to say I'm really excited for Corey's offseason. Uh, he's definitely made some moves that I don't agree with. Uh, but he's doing it his way. I'm excited to see, you know, what he can do with potentially three or four top seven picks, you know, depending on how this plays out. Um, and I, I think this is a little preview of uh, what a future rivalry, because I, I really think these two are going to end up rivals once Corey is able to get himself out of the dungeon here a little bit. And then maybe, you know, Scott ages a little bit and 
and at in the, in 2027, you know, they're within 500 potential points of each other or whatever it is. Um, it'll be interesting. I, th- I think uh, I think Corey wants this badly to be a rivalry, and I think he's gonna he's gonna make that happen in the next few years here. Next matchup: Jeff versus Brendan. What do you got here, Ryan? Yeah, so um, this game has huge meaning. Um, huge meaning, as I said, like six of the seven games do. So um, Brendan needs a win for any shot at a playoff bid. Uh, as we said before, he needs like like 80 points or something like that. So a lot of help and some people to lose. Um, Jeff needs a win to avoid you stealing the number two seed and the playoff buy. So both of these teams need a win in this game. Uh, I, in my opinion, Brendan's team just isn't strong enough at wide receiver to compete with Jeff. Uh, Trash Trunk wins this week. Um, and then for me, um, Jeff had one of his best QB tight end weeks, um, you know, of the season last week, uh, but he only got 23 from Galvin and Devontae Adams. Um, he actually would have lost to Brendan last week. Uh, he needs to get back on track here. He's had below average weeks for him the last, two of the last three. Uh, he's definitely got some juicy matchups, so he's in a good spot this week. Um, I'm definitely rooting for Brendan, obviously. I'm very biased. I want that bye week. Um, so go, Brendan. You know, he showed some signs of life. Um, he has solid matchups this week, and he gets Miles Garrett back. Uh, we did just see, though, today that Debo didn't practice, and it's like, come on, Debo. Just get out there, man. So I'm picking Brendan. One of my upsets of the week. There's going to be a few this week, I think. Um, and I'm only picking this because I want to wish it into existence. So whatever. Here we go. Let's go, Brendan. All right, Kellen versus Walt. What do you got here, Ryan? All right, another another good matchup. Um, Walt's got to win. And, again, another team we talked about, 70 points he has to make up on um, me and Greg losing and over Mike. Um, Kellen really has no shot to fall in the standings, so he can't move down. Um, but he could move up to the three spot with a Kobe up, upset over the snowman. Um, so, I think Kellen – even though he loses Will Fuller, he's too tough in this matchup against Walt. Um, Shade go home with a tail between their legs. Irish Tigers win. Uh, Kellen's just taken body blow after body blow this year. Losing Will Fuller, who was – what did you, did you look up his stats, by the way, by chance? Will Fuller? I did not. Perfect. Where do you think he's at rated among the wide receivers this year? Total through 12 weeks. Total through 12 weeks. What, like what number, I think? Yeah. Where is he at in the, top, in the wide receiver? I think he's probably, I don't know, seventh. He's fifth. Wide receiver five. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's only I, – I know because I have him in Waffle, so um, it just, I, was I think shocked. I would have been a little closer. I was shocked when I heard that, and then I went and looked it up, and, yeah, wide receiver five in, in HFFL scoring. Um, obviously, losing him along with all the other losses Kellen has had, I mean, it's just brutal. Um, but maybe the, uh, maybe the PEDs are the reason that Will Fuller is the wide receiver five on the year, you know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, like said, yeah, right. Yeah, it could be. It's why he made it 12 games. Um, like <laughs> we said, Walt's fighting for his playoff life. Um, he's still alive by the narrowest margins here. Um, my head says that Kellen is the easy pick. You know, he's definitely the better team. And Walt, you know, lost Lamar. He theoretically could come back, I, I guess. I don't really – I keep hearing conflicting stories. Supposedly his, his window is open because he could play, because the game is on Tuesday now. I, I have no idea. Um, I just, I want chaos. I'm picking Walt. I want chaos. Let's go. Let's see it. Um, Jim versus Kobe. What do you got here, Ryan? Yeah. So, um, this is an interesting 
Kobe has some interesting matchups, which would make this game a little closer than we expect it to be. Um, but obviously, as his receiver scored a whopping zero points last week, uh, that really tells me it's not really going to be that close, even though it may be closer than we think. Um, in my lock of the week, the snowmen win going away and hope for that Brendan upset over Jeff. Yeah, come on, Brendan. Um, I I kind of feel bad for Kobe, but I kind of don't just because I don't. this is what happens when you, you know, you kind of bail on the league for a couple of years and you just – he got he got complacent. He was at the top and he got complacent. So uh, he might get Julio back this week. I hope for my sake that he doesn't. Julio's just scary. It's just one of those guys you go you see him in the lineup of the other team and you're like, well, that that might be a buck eighty and three. He just he's terrifying like that. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick myself. I'm gonna hopefully stay hot here getting into the playoffs and hopefully Brennan can help me out. Um, and if not, uh, we may see each other here, Ryan, potentially in round one. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. A little, little rivalry game in the playoffs is always fun. Your ass again, like I did in the first week of the season. What happened in the Waffle Championship? Or Waffle? What happened in the first Waffle. week of the season of this league? This isn't Waffle Podcast. Okay. okay, well, what happened in the HFFL Championship last year, big fella? Yeah, uh, you, buddy. Yeah, that's right. All right, <laughs> Rich versus Mike. Um, go ahead, Ryan. All right, so this is my game of the week. Obviously, I've yes. talked about a Thank lot you. of games having a lot of meaning. Um, but these guys are built-in rivals. I mean, yeah. one's an Auburn fan, one's a Bama fan, good friends. You know, this game could end any shot that Mike has of reaching the playoffs. You know, with, with the points lead on both me and Greg's team, um, if one of us lose, Mike has a good chance of making it to the playoffs uh, with the win. Ridgewood, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm guessing, he would like nothing more than to end that playoff talk for Mike. Yes. Uh, Wilson plays the Giants defense, which obviously is in Mike's favor. Um, but I just can't help but think that with all the bad luck that Rich has had this week, um, it's going to be the week that he puts it all together in his Super Bowl. Um, so in my game and my upset of the week, Rich wins and Mike has no shot at riding off into the sunset. <laughs> um, so I, I agree. This is the game of the week. Um, this is one of the real, really only rivalry games this week. Um, like you see, you kind of already went over that a little bit here. Um, Fantasy Pros calls this a toss-up. Um, Mike has to win this. Obviously, he does not control his playoff destiny after losing to Sam last week. Um, he needs Ryan or Greg to lose, and he needs to outscore whichever one of them loses to make sure that he gets himself in the playoff, obviously, with a win as well. He does have good matchups. Um, he's done a great job boosting his team, building his team, and he's red hot. I mean, he's the fourth highest scoring team in the league over the last month. So, you know, Mike has proven to be, you know, one of the better teams here down the stretch. Uh, but you guys have heard Rich. You know, he's been on the pod for six, seven, eight weeks now. Uh, he has taken some some bad beats. You know, he's like the the gambler back at the table, you know, just just hurting. Life's been rough for him. He's been in misery. And he would love nothing more than to make sure Mike joins him in that misery. Um, he's out here still making moves on the waiver wire. Uh, he wants to uh, guarantee that another year of uh, being able to hold over Mike's head that he has an HFFL title, and Mike does not. So in my lock of the week, Rich Lewis gets it done. Let's go. Next matchup, oh, Ryan versus Julian. Ryan needs a win here. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, another big game. Um... Definitely for the Jedi. I mean, in reality, this game doesn't mean much to Julian. Um, you know, he, we don't have 
you know, built-in rivalry. He doesn't, he doesn't know me from Adam, you know. Mm-hmm. He knows me as Jimmy's friend that's in the league. Um, milk bag body, like, <laughs> probably doesn't even know what I actually look like. I don't know. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a dangerous team, though. He's in 13th place. Uh, the standings definitely do not show what Julian's team is. And I, I've been saying that all along. I mean, he's – He's got a good team. We talked about it early in the season about him being a playoff hopeful and all this. Um, it just hasn't panned out for him. Uh, and that 1.05 right now that he's sitting in with his pick could could help him this year. So Julian definitely has a chance to to knock out me, you know, knock me out of the playoffs and send me home. Super pissed, by the way. Uh, <laughs> please don't do it, Julian. What? I'm just laughing because <laughs> – I like to I like to hear the little tremble in your voice like you said I love it so yeah I mean Julian come on man like just let CMC come back give me a chance to win in the playoffs uh no I mean I I want you to play your best team obviously you are going to you're not going to listen to me and tell me not to beat you but um with all that being said uh Julian got some bad luck and Ryan has some good luck this week uh Julian doesn't have Mike Evans and Antoine Winfield this week so that's huge for me. I love that he doesn't have Mike Evans. It kind of sucks that I had to play the quarterback losing his best receiver, but, you know, I don't get Tom Brady, but I can wait a week on that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Jedi end up winning, at, you know, dodging the Mike Evans bullet and lock lock myself into the playoffs and hope to God that I outscore Greg and so I stay in fifth. <laughs> um, so did you know that Carlos Dunlap's hurt too? Um, I did see that he was hurt, but the last I saw, he was probably going to play. Yeah, he supposedly was getting an MRI on his foot. I haven't heard anything more since then. So that would be another another blow there for you. Um, obviously, you already talked about Sam C being out. He's on a bye anyway. Um, Sean Watson struggling. Well, not struggling, but losing Will Fuller could theoretically struggle. Um, Julian's tough. Like you said, we've been talking about it all year. And I think he would love uh, nothing more than to snub you. Um, and like I said, I'm rooting for chaos. So actually what I want to happen is I want Julian to win in a close one that just hurts your heart and you barely may miss the playoffs. And then CMC comes back next week and he returns to CMC and you play the, what if I was in the playoff game and you win every game? That's what I want to happen more than anything. I want you to just sit there and just wallow in sorrow and misery and hate life. So here's to hoping that happens. Oh shit. <laughs> All right, Greg versus Sam. What do you got here? Greg versus Sam. Last matchup, uh, you know, it's big for Greg. A win and he's in, just like me. Uh, Loss and (laughs) shit hits the fan. Uh, Sam has a pretty high-scoring team in spite of not starting lineup some weeks and having some high scores against him this year. Um, You know, I've been a really big um, fan of – Sam's team uh, going through this year and I I'm hoping that he wins this game he makes it way easier for me but um, I, I just think that this is the week he runs in the buy train um, if he does make some pickups he has a good shot at the upset but if he doesn't um, as he didn't today in the wait during the waivers I don't know I don't know what you know what he's waiting for maybe tomorrow there's going to be better guys on the waiver wire I don't know um <laughs> But, you know, if he, if he doesn't, he's going to lose and Greg's going to lock up a playoff spot. 
I think with the buys this week, though, um, Greg's team's just going to be too much, and he's going to lock up that playoff spot. So it's going to be me and Greg there. So what I want to see is Greg to set his lineup and then to check it on Sunday at, like, noon and then really check it at, like, 1230. <laughs> really, really check it. Like, look for those red letters. Like, I'm a, I'm a colorblind man. Even I get to see the red letters. Like, just look for them bad boys, Greg. Come on, brother. Um, he, can't, he can't bank on Tyreek being huge. You know, I, I have confidence that Sam's going to, you know, set a lineup. You know, I know I'm pretty sure – actually, Sam's home. Sam has no excuse. I think he's done with school. Sam, get it together, man. Pick up some dudes. Let's get this done. Um, so, this is the battle of the point floors. Uh, both of these teams – have only scored under 162 one time this year, um, each of them doing it once. Sam has, uh, you know, he, he's tough. He's fifth in points four. You know, he, he handled Mike last week. Mike has a very, very good team right now. Um, he would absolutely love to play spoiler here and knock Greg out of the playoffs. Just makes you, makes you feel better about yourself when you're a non-playoff team, just, you know, kind of messing things up for other people. Um, and I, like I said, I want chaos. So, Sam, I picked Sam here. We're going to – I basically picked every underdog because I just – I want them all to win. I want to see what happens. So and here's, here's to hoping that at least one or two of them and we get at least a little bit of drama. Um, but in reality, I do agree with you, Ryan. Most likely scenario is it's staying like it is. Um, you the five, Greg the six. But I know Mike doesn't want to hear that. I know Walt doesn't want to hear that. And I know Brendan doesn't. But it's one of those things. You know, Walt and Brendan really, really need some major luck, truly. And Mike, you know, Mike just needs one of these boys to come through and, and get a little upset, and he comes through. So, I see what your sneaky ass is doing. You're just trying to come back in the pick em. Come back in the pick em? So, picking all the games that I don't think are mm-hmm. going to happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably how it'll work, too. Maybe this will be the first week I get a seven-bagger. Nobody's got to <laughs> right. get all year. That's crazy, by the way. No one has picked them all. Not once. Nobody. No. I've had a couple sixes, but. Yeah. There's been some sixes up there, but nobody's got a seven. All right, fellas. That's going to be it. Um, we do have a couple of uh, segments coming for you guys. So I'm excited to hear uh, what everybody's got coming here. But thanks again, Ryan. And I appreciate having you on. And good luck out there, HFFL. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good luck, HFFL. All right. Hope you all lose. <laughs> That's right. Think with your dipstick, jackass. Guys, I got to apologize. I missed you last week. I wasn't thinking with my dipstick. Between virtual school, teaching kids, and virtual school teaching myself master stuff kind of got caught up and forgot to record something for you so i'm sorry but i've turned in all my assignments for that masters and well guess what i'm back so join me in a special song this week happy birthday dipshit you've been thinking with your dipstick you're the front runner for a championship Happy birthday, dipshit. Now, Scott, you've been thinking with your dipstick. Happy birthday, buddy. Whoosh! Think with your dipstick, jackass. What's crack-a-lackin', my brothers from other mothers? This is your host, with the most, Walt Baby Love, coming at ya.
with the week. I don't even know what week it is, but it's the HFFL picks before the playoffs. I'm going to come at you with a sweet, on-the-road version of the Walt Baby Love picks. I apologize, my brothers. I haven't been with you the last couple weeks. I am trying to turn my love shack into a love palace. On top of that, the brother was quarantined because he got around some cuda that had tested positive for COVID-19. Needless to say, the brother is doing well. No symptoms except for I'm extra horny these days. So without further ado, let's get rolling. First of all, with the weekly picks, Walt Baby Love has been falling behind. Yeah, but he likes to be the under, yeah, dog when it comes to competing. And this will be no change in that, as all the way Baby Love knows currently is that he is tied with the Guido and picks, and Richie Rich is not far behind. Yeah. Needless to say, the rest of the competitions are a bunch of homos. And the baby love is ready to go. We're going to go ahead and look forward to this week's picks. There's a lot of playoff implications in this week. And the baby love is going to be making this a pull. Yeah. Not a push. Yeah. For the shade to get in the playoffs. And the first pick of the week is also going to be the upset pick of the week. We're going to have the shade taking out the Irish Tigers. The Irish Tigers already are locked into a playoff spot, but the shade are fighting for their playoff hopes. The shade will pull the wool or the shade that is, over the eyes of the Irish Tigers and get that victory to submit, or not to submit, but to push, yeah, themselves into that playoff picture. Now, don't get me wrong, the shade is going to need a lot of foreplay from other teams to help them get into the playoffs, and they're going to need to score big, yeah, that is, to get in as well. So Baby Love is going to put a lot of faith and hope and love into these picks to will them to the shade, to a victory, and also to will them into the playoffs. In the next matchup, we got the Kamar adds 10 pounds and trust the process. The Kamaras win. In the next matchup, we got the Roll Tide and the Systematica Grammaticas. This is one of those matchups that Shade's gonna need some love from other owners. So he's gonna reach out and say, Dear Richie Rich, Roll Tide, talk to your buddy Nick Saban. Get your troops ready and come out and put the smack down on that ass to the Systematica Grammaticas. Hopefully, the whole team, the whole Grammatica team, will fall to a celebratory injury that is with all the shit talking and boasting and smack talking they've been doing since they've got Russell Wilson Richie Rich roll tight give it to him raw and hard spank that ass for the shade this week 
Roll Tide wins. The next matchup is Make My Team Great Again and Trash Trunk Get Jacked. Trash Trunk Get Jacked has shown that they are vulnerable and have shown that they have cracks in their team. And they are on the decline. Even though they've been on the incline the whole season, they are in the decline. And as Scott Norman would say, he should be freaking the fuck out. Make my team great against uh, Come out and smack them in the mouth and let them know, hey, not so fast, my brother. With all that talk that you're going to win the championship, you got to look out and hopefully get yourself in, the, in prime position to be the first, not the first one, but be one and done in the playoffs yeah the next matchup we have the Kobe and the Borrow Snowman the Kobe has went hunting and I think all of his receivers have too because they didn't even show up last week in the matchup against the Shade so it's easy to say that the Borrow Snowman is going to continue to ride his streak into the playoffs and possibly earn himself a, a week one bye all he needs is Trash Trunk Get Jack to lose, and that's a very strong possibility. The Borrow Snowmen win. The next matchup is between the St. I don't know, St. Joe, South Haven, Super JoJo, San Juan, I don't know, Sack Justice, I don't know, SJ River Rats, whatever SJ stands for, against the Jonesboro Jedi. This one. The Shade's going to need a little help from the River Rats to lay it on the Jedi. So, Julian, go out there and smack your guys around a little bit. Intimidate their asses with your big bodied self. And tell them they need to get a win or else you're going to put a foot in their ass. I'm going to need you to score and score big and bring the Jedi down to Earth. And possibly force him to be out of the playoffs and the shade to sneak in and get that last playoff spot. The River Rats win. The last matchup is between you Winston and lose some and Dave's team. The ironic thing is in this with excuse me with Dave's team the ironic thing is is he got rid of some of his best assets and he got better. He started winning. The guy came alive, started communicating in the chat, started moving making moves and making his team better for the future but the team has gotten better in the present i am baffled by this dave's team since you are alive and well and speaking go out there and throw some of that ass kicking juice on you winston and lose some and make him lose some so in this matchup i see dave's team winning and all these picks a majority of them that is is to will and help my brother and give him the love, my brother, the Shade, Walt Summerhill, to get into the playoffs. I know it's been all over the place. I know there's been stumbling and bumbling and rumbling. But, you know, I was ready to give a two-stroke and poke, quick, two-pump-and-a-chump session of Walt Baby Love this week. I know everybody's been missing it, and I apologize. But I want to say thank you for allowing me to do this this year and look to forward to hearing me uh, possibly team up with Richie Rich, the Guido, and the Kamish in the upcoming playoff pods. But as, as always, I want to say stay classy, stay safe, 
and love, peace, and chicken grease. Sharing the night together. You're looking kind of lonely, girl. Would you like someone new to talk to? Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's yours truly, Scotty Norm. Wanted to let you know that I'm freaking out. Pod segment is 100% in stock today, just like your famous. Gatorade Thirst Quencher at your local Meyer stores. That is our sponsor. Got to do the plug when we can do it. Well, it's my birthday, so it's going to be a quick one. Just wanted to let everybody know that there's one person in particular that's going to be freaking out after this week, and that is none other than two-time champion, not of the league, but of I'm freaking out, man, Mike Hill. That's right, the first ever Double freak out. He was there earlier this year, never got it quite together, and he's going to be there again at the end of the week. Here's the reason. He plays Rich this week. We hear all these grand gestures of how Mike's going to walk off into the sunset after he wins the league this year, blah, blah, blah. And I got news for you. You can't win the league if you don't even make the playoffs. That's right. Calling it now. Upset special. Rich has beaten Mike. Mike's living in the loser's bracket. So, Mike, either you have to go ahead and quit after this year as a perennial middle of the road, call it the, the Powerade of the HFFL, or you're going to have to come back for one more year. Now, I'm sure Mike will never reference this because he never references revisionist history and he just rolls with the punches, as he said. But he's going to definitely be kicking himself for starting some wrong guys throughout the season. So, Mike, when Zeke goes off this week, go to your local pharmacist. You know the drill. Grab some Xanax because at the end of the day, Rich's team is going to beat you. And they're not going to let Russ cook. So, hopefully, you, you're able to make it through. And I'll see you next year. And hopefully, at that time, you're still not freaking out, man. <laughs>